today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk, and joining us is the president of FPM3.com, uh, who will explain all this stuff because I really have a lot of questions that have no idea. Adam <laughs> Oldfield, it's been a while, sir. How are you? Are you staying safe with COVID? I, I'm well, thank you, Ted. Yes, I'm, I'm doing extremely well. I'm getting set to download the new Canadian COVID app. I was testing it, actually, because they launched it, and they're trying to get more people to uh, engage in it. Uh, I don't know if you've downloaded it or not, but I was using it because, you know, I obviously, as a tech guy, I, I want to make sure I test this. So to prep myself for COVID-19, I, I, I downloaded it uh, yesterday. I, I've been testing it, and honestly, it, it's kind of... I, I don't know. I was expecting more. I was quite disappointed with what it is. It's more of a calendar app that just reminds me of the same questions of, you know, when, you know when your mom used to ask you, how do you feel? Are yep. you okay? Yep. And you just kind of go, yeah. And she would just ask you the questions down the road. Uh, you know, my wife does that sometimes. Like, you know, do you feel sick? Do you have a cold? Do I, do I hear a cough? Um, it's more of like a check and balances. If you haven't downloaded it yet, uh, it is available, but it's more of a reminder system and then it goes through just a series of uh, asking the questions confirming it now it links with your Apple and your Google phone which they've updated this uh, uh, element that when you do load it it will then integrate with others that use the app and it uses a very unique code they claim um, and again if you notice Ted I'm using words like claim uh-huh. opposed to <laughs> I, 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 I I'm using it very vaguely, just to be clear. So um, just so you know, when you do download it, the questions still remain. Uh, where is the data? How is it being used? Apple and Google, all they did was integrate it into their hardware, uh, the systems of their operating systems, to allow for Bluetooth small, unique codes that trigger your questions, answers, uh, and if you do get infected or you do come into contact and you claim that you do have COVID, it then sends into a master database anyone who was near you that you may be infected. So this science is not very techie to me, Ted. It sounds very much like a, a reminder in my calendar to answer questions, and it just happens to go to a database that if I answer yes, will then trigger everyone that was near my phone that I may be in contact. So that's a long-winded answer to how am I dealing with COVID, but that's sort of where I'd, I'd leap into it for you. So let's uh, first, uh, there's, there's a lot to talk about. You know, you mentioned phones. Now, you should be very happy that this old guy that you're talking to, Adam, I changed my phone a couple of weeks ago. My other one was old. This one, I'm actually getting used to it. It's a lot quicker. I'm having a lot of fun because I remember, Adam, the first time I got my old older phone, I sent my daughter a text, and the, what I sent her was the letter P. She says, what does that mean? I have no idea. But I got to tell you that this kind of ties in because AT&T is saying that the 3G network will be ending in 2022, right? That's right. The year to, and they're the first to do this. Now, it's, it's interesting. Canada will probably not be as fast 
to drop the network. But it's a sign, Ted, that when AT&T has on their uh, website right now across the U.S. that anyone that has an older phone, a flip phone, or anything that doesn't go, uh, for example, a BlackBerry. <laughs> if you have a BlackBerry that is dated back with the old uh, quirky keyboards, uh, if you have a 3G-only phone, it's not going to work on the AT&T network. Why that's important is because it's probably going to be a matter of two years uh, to three at, at minimum that we're going to start to see the 3G start to phase out in Canada. They won't do it right away, only because of the rural areas and, and the fact that we have so many different networks in the north that are dependent on the 3G. So don't go worrying about rushing to get your new phone just yet. Uh, but I'm just making a point. The fact that the cell companies, I'm, I'm hearing that next is going to be Verizon. They're all going to be giving that two to three year warning that their networks are going to slowly turn off the old technology as we embrace the upcoming 5G networks. Now let's talk about that. Huawei, um, That this has been a topic of discussion uh, for a while, and the UK made the announcement Huawei won't be available even in components in the United Kingdom. Why is this such a big story now? This is a, this is a big deal. Ted, this was pretty much the icing on the cake. I think uh, Huawei was really hoping to stand and use the United Kingdom as, as a ground for other countries, specifically the European Union, when it came to saying our products are trusted in one of the uh, five eyes, if you will, that nation that keeps an eye on, on this sort of environment. And the fact that the UK, under pressure, but also under scrutiny based on China's actions in Hong Kong uh, with the national security law that they just implemented this is a this is something that the uk has now set the groundwork and this is sort of like the snowball turning into the avalanche for huawei and that main reason is the fact that now the european union being the next phase of this will probably start to exclude huawei across all countries in europe um the fact of the matter is huawei has you know constantly claimed they have no association with the Chinese government. Their data, their equipment is not spying. However, just released this morning, the FBI has just announced that any company that's American in uh, China, operating anywhere in China, Hong Kong or on the mainland, is up to, uh, uh, is, is being infiltrated by the Chinese government. They discovered that the software, which is required, if you operate in China, you have to load their software. They've got security holes that they check your banking information. Not only do they check it, they take little bits of detail, m money, cut to the pennies, back to, back to the Chinese government. Now, what's that got to do with Huawei? Well, Huawei is, uh, was started by actually one of the ex-Republic Chinese governors uh, in the army, and so there's a definite tie with Huawei with the government of China, and I think it's starting to unravel. It's starting to become very clear that Huawei, as much as it declared with the 5G network and the components, were very, very susceptible to uh, opening up a channel of, of security concerns. Um, 5G is... I can't even put it into words. I get so excited when I talk about it, but it's extremely impactful when it comes to internet communication, 
businesses. So Huawei now is being uh, smothered in this position. I don't think they'll ever be gone because China will keep it alive, but the rest of the world for sure is going to be excluding Huawei. And I think this is also a precedent for anything that's Chinese outside of its market to be under scrutiny. Now, I understand uh, there's a new Facebook on your phone and desktop coming up. uh, Apparently, the layout will be removed likes and soon they'll be able to just follow. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this has been important. Facebook has been really under a lot of pressure with regards to you know, sending out the wrong message. And it's got a lot of psychological issues. When you don't get enough likes, people tend to react certain ways. So what they're doing is they're getting rid of the like button, that little thumbs up, that big plus. When you want to like a celebrity's page or, you know, 900 CHML's page or vacuum and furnace and deck cleaning page, those likes are done. They're going to be removing them and they're going to be turning them into more follows. What's the difference? A like gives you more of a self-preservation of look how popular I am. If you're going to follow a celebrity or uh, a business or an individual that has their own page, a follow will feed what they're posting onto your page. So it gives that content. So Facebook has finally determined that the like of a business, that big plus of trying to get as many likes as you can is going to be removed and we will now only have follow moving in the next couple months. It's just starting to roll out Ted, but probably by October we should see it on all corporate Facebook pages. This is, I find, interesting because it sounds painful. Elon Musk, bless him, has a a Neuralink chip coming up. It'll be embedded into your head, Adam, that will allow you to hear music inserted behind your ear. Now, this is, you know, yeah, come on. That is pretty cool, though, Ted. Seriously, we talked about you getting a new phone. Yep. Can you imagine? We're getting there. You could just put this chip. It goes behind your ear, though. So it goes behind your ear. It's implanted into into the back of your ear, and it works by integrating and linking with your uh, with your ear canal, and it, it links directly with your brain nerves, and it can actually, uh, yes, you're right, it will let you hear music without, you know, having to put earphones in. Um, volume control can be managed. The big one about this, though, Elon Musk is, you know, going to Mars and building electric cars, but he's really about advanced technology, and the one thing about this one is the fact that this will also this little chip will come with a few other benefits. One, it will be able to help, if not uh, uh, understand better, but possibly cure Parkinson's disease, number one. Number two is that they'll also be able to um, entice the body to uh, release chemicals, serotonin, for example. Um, As we're in this world of mental health and dealing with a lot of issues, serotonin could be able to be released through this microchip that helps you feel better. So Elon Musk is really stepping up his game. And of course, he's coming out with these elements that we look at and go, is that scary? Are we becoming robotic? But really, this is going to advance science to a very, very large scale. Now, let's also talk about something. Uh, apparently, uh, there is, um, and I don't understand this, and I know you can explain this a lot better, uh, antitrust when it uh, pertains to businesses. Uh, the antitrust involving Google is heating up, and apparently, from what I understand, Adam, and uh, you can elaborate on this, it's going to get uglier? 
it's going to get real ugly. Ted, Ted, this is almost, if you remember years ago when, when Bell in Canada and AT&T in the United States, they were like the only phone company. And you remember when they actually went in and they, they said, you're a monopoly, we're going to break you up. And then we started getting a lot of these little markets. Well, here's the thing. Google was under this antitrust issue well before COVID. It kind of disappeared a little bit. It kind of fell under the rug because there was a lot of other issues that had to be dealt with. But Google right now is rising back to the antitrust concerns, particularly in Europe, and I guarantee you it will start to roll out in North America, is that when you search on anything, uh, for example, say you wanted to look up uh, our Tech Talk audio shows that are you know, on YouTube. If you typed it up and we weren't using YouTube. We were using uh, Vimeo, another video source. Not many people know about that. But always Google will prioritize its own uh, products first. So you'll always see a YouTube video. You'll always see a Google product first. You'll see uh, Google ads. We've seen that. You'll see Google Maps. When you type up an address or look for something in Google, you see Google Maps. However, there are other map programs. There's MapQuest. Apple Maps. You have a lot of options when it comes to video sourcing. However, Google is 98% of the search engine market is Google. So that leaves Bing and Yahoo with less than 2% to share. And so there's a lot of pressure right now that Google is too big, too powerful, and it continues to not open the market and give fairness to other sources. So they're going to be pushing this a lot more aggressively now. We're going to probably hear Google start to get a lot of pressure in regards to you're going to need on a map program not just to show your Google Maps. You're going to have to show Garmin, MapQuest, uh, Apple Maps. Uh, you're going to have to show Vimeo, other options. Figure it out, Google. But that's what the big pressure is. You only have Google's options to determine what you get to see. So we're going to see that change very shortly, Ted. Adam, before we wrap up, I find this interesting because we've been talking a lot, of course, especially in the last few weeks and months with the uh, with the pandemic, how people uh, and the way they shop has changed. Uh, and, of course, COVID is changing it for almost forever, I guess, uh, the new normal. Walmart has announced the investment of, and we had the story earlier this week, $3.5 billion in Canada alone, their digital transformation plan. Talk about that. Well, you know what? Walmart has learned through some very uh, bad mistakes. They, they purchased uh, uh, a few uh, websites in the past that they were slowly migrating online. They were really, they were there, but it wasn't really integrated. Well, this big investment, and again, that's $3.5 billion over five years in Canada, Ted. This has nothing to do with the United States. This isn't Walmart National. This is Canada, $3.5 billion, and that is a big amount of money. That includes upgrading 150 locations to be smart. They're realizing that COVID, the new corona, novel no, uh, virus, is going to be here for a while. So their big investment's going to be integrating a bigger distribution. Think of it like this. Amazon has got a competitor now in Canada, and it's called Walmart. Walmart is about to get better. Their online shopping, their pickup curbside uh, needs to be improved. The experience in the store, they realized they've got to get into the 22nd century before they even get into the 21st. So they're going to be building larger self-checkouts. They're going to build a better and more integrated online shopping experience. They're, really what they're doing is they're going to take the Amazon model and really use 
their 150 locations they currently have, and they're going to make uh, make it very much a step, or their attempt in Canada is to step it up and become stronger, better online as a shopping experience for Canadians across across the country, for that matter. Now, well, let's uh, wrap up with something else. Um... Is uh, once again, Adam, it's the old guy, and they're kind of talking to me here. Your your router's outdated. Well, thank you very much for that. So it's not getting updated. Uh, let's let's put that into perspective because it's something else, and we laugh. But people have to upgrade their equipment, obviously, at some point. Absolutely, ninety percent though, Ted. This is hey, I know you put yourself in that, but honestly, ninety percent of routers right now in North America are susceptible to being hacked. Ninety percent. And what does that mean? Because, you know, you buy your Internet service provider, they come in, they give you your modem, and then you need to put a router so you can connect your uh, extra TVs, your, your kids' iPads, your phones. But when you get that router, 90% of them are susceptible to becoming hacked. Why? Because once we set it up out of the box and we see, yay, it works, we don't touch the password. We don't upgrade it. It's one of those things that sits on the shelf, collects dust, and you just kind to go, hey, it doesn't start. Unplug, replug it back in. Yay, it's back working again. Well, guess what, folks? You are creating a havoc for yourself. It's very highly encouraged. The operating system that's on it needs to be updated, and I'm willing to bet many of us don't even know what I just said. So you're going to need to upgrade your software on the router. If that's too confusing and you're not sure what I what to do, I encourage you to go spend the $100 and get yourself a new one so it's a little more adapt with a few more security features so you need to change your password number one number two you need to upgrade your firmware number three if you don't do the first two you are primary going to be infiltrated you will be very likely hacked you will get malware you will probably cry and not sure what to do so the bar the moral of the story as we wrap up today ted is get your router upgraded or buy a new one so what you're saying adam is to say they go hang on i have to unplug it that's not going to work no no the unplugging and plugging <laughs> it back in is going to only let the hacker go oh, i gotta go get a coffee break and then he's going to come back and go oh good he's back online <laughs> See, I've learned something today. Perfect. On that note, Adam Ophiel, the president of FBM3.com. Thanks very much for this. Have yourself a great weekend. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Dad. Be safe. Take All care. All right. That's, uh, as we mentioned, Adam Ophiel. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.